We interrupt today's broadcasting for a quick editor's note. Just want to let everybody know that we recorded this on Tuesday, the 20th. So if any crazy shit happens on Wednesday, don't get mad at us. We didn't see it. But we love you still. Enjoy the episode. Welcome back, people. It's episode 25 of season 3 of the Taxi Squad podcast. This week we got a pretty full slate for you. Some strange and unusuals of billionaires going underwater. Golf. (laughs) Baseball. Little NBA recap of this crazy free agency talk. And then why NFL players shouldn't own weapons. All right, Vinny boy, how you doing? Oh, God, I'm so good, dude. I'm happy to be here again. It's that time of the year where all we got is baseball and golf, and that's all right with me, (laughs) not going to lie. But, yeah, we got a lot going on today, so I'm pretty excited. Well, yeah, man, I'm always excited. I'm currently sitting with a lovely backdrop of Allegiant Stadium in lovely Las Vegas this week at the Sin City. Sin City or Sin Shitty. You come to this town enough, you kind of learn that it's not for you all the time. <laughs> and that's kind of one of those times. You know, word of the wise, if you do choose to stay at the Mandalay Bay, I, I wouldn't really recommend it. It's old. Damn. has it's old. kind of a negative connotation. The walls are thin and the gym sucks. So what are you doing? You know, what are you doing here? Okay. That noted, yeah. man. Absolutely noted. Yeah, absolutely noted. That's that's my two cents. Should, should we have a Mikey Reviews Hotels as he's on the road? Is that a I like segment? it. We should start doing that. The the Mikey Review of the Hotels? Yeah. I like yeah. Mikey Reviews. But, <laughs> That's other than, good. That, but, but other than that, man, everything's good. Kind of conference this week, so just been talking and talking and shaking hands, kissing babies. We probably my... recorded more podcasts now of you on the road than at home. I honestly well, think that. You know, when you're a busy boy, I tell you, man, you got to do what you got to do. We gotta Lord, you were born a rambling man. Well, I'm a traveling man. Made a lot, <laughs> Made of, a stops. lot of stops. Another song reference. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> All over the world. But yeah, no, I always do come home to one young lucky girl. Beautiful. So Shout cute. out to that lucky gal. Shout out to her. More so, this guy's a lucky man. But yeah, true. Vince started this off. Yeah. Why don't you bury the lead since? Leave it to you to find this sort of shit. So yeah, no, this happened today. It's not sports related, but I guess it is if you're if you can consider aquatic sports related. Um, But it was uh, all up in the zeitgeist. So five guys went down to go see the crash site of the Titanic and they were in a submarine. First off, the size of submarines, specifically the one that they were in was very small and they spent a lot of money. I think it was like 250,000 each could be wrong. So don't quote me on that one um, to go down and see the Titanic and its wreckage. Uh, something to keep in mind is that the Titanic is at the bottom of the ocean. And for those who don't know, the ocean's a very deep body of water. Um, so these people are down there and I guess they have like a little Logitech controller that controls the submarine going back and forth. Um, and the people that were tracking them can no longer track them because they've been disconnected. So essentially, these people are lost in the middle of the sea, at the bottom of the sea, um, and they don't know where they are. So this is, in my head, I'm thinking, why would you do that? The ocean's a scary place. Um, 
And they, the Coast Guard's even saying that this missing submarine is an incredibly complex issue, as I can understand. It's literally further down than the the height of the Burj Khalifa. It's further down than that. So the tallest building in the world going up is deep, as is, is further up than it is deep in the ocean where these guys are. So they're really at the bottom of the ocean. They're learning shit that we've never learned. That's very true. They are at the bottom of the ocean. Now, the only thing I'm kind of disappointed about is that we don't understand the color of the submarine. Because if this fucking thing's yellow, I, you know, I don't then think we it. just have all the <laughs> Beatles references. A, and you said there's five of them? Yeah. Fuck, I really wish there was four. Because Why? That, that's how many oh, members the there are the Beatles. <laughs> I don't think Be it's like, the Beatles, dude. So let me get this straight. Four billionaires. Yeah. Now, if they were George, Paul, George, and yeah. Ringo... Or wait, I missed one. John. John. Uh, but if there was, you know, that many of them and they all had that name, so it, just, it would just be way too ironic. Yeah, I don't think that's the case. Uh, one of them's a father-son duo, and the other oh. three are just guys. They're just some guys who make a lot of money. Now, yep. this is what happens when you have an obnoxious amount of money. You find ways to spend an obnoxious amount of money on an unproven submarine potentially well the thing is is there's like there's one guy on there this guy paul henri nargiolet definitely french uh he's a french maritime expert and he's made 35 he's made 35 dives to this titanic site so he was probably a little confident he the man is 77 years old a little old to be doing that especially with the pressure but it is what it is. Uh, there's like a race to find these guys since it is like, you know, up by Newfoundland, essentially, like up in the top top of Canada on the northern Atlantic Ocean, hence the iceberg. Uh, there's a lot of different countries that can like, I guess, claim that territory. So they're all kind of diving to go find them. Um, it is concerning, I would say. I don't understand why you would do that. Um, I understand why it's cool to see that, but just the risk reward factor for me, it's just not there. Any cool crowds, you know, like people coming around to see like these guys, see if they get found or no. Well, I think they're in the middle of the ocean, so I don't know if there's just like like, a crowd following this, you know, more so a following of these guys being lost at the bottom of the sea. I would assume some flying, some flying objects are probably flying around them, but yeah, I don't think there's a crowd of people just, you know, wakeboarding in the middle of the ocean. Like that's a thing. How does your search party find you if you're in a fucking submarine? Well, they know where the Titanic is, so you have. They're at least in the in the air. They're around there somewhere. (laughs) Yeah, Um, it would just be a shame if they hit a iceberg, an iceberg, and and did the same fate. But if Um, you saw, I mean, if you you wouldn't necessarily hit an iceberg in summer. You know, uh, it's cold up there during the summer, Mike. Allegedly, but I don't on. know. I mean, it's almost Ant- or not Antarctica, the North Pole. It's like almost all the way up there. Like it's cold year round, man. Think they're checking with Santa? Uh, yeah, that's probably the first thing. It's like, hey, did you see anybody down here? He's like, no, I'm working. If for they next come year, back man. from this trip, first question: Is Santa Claus real? Right. You were under there for a little. Not bit. even like, are you okay? And how is your health? And there's a lot of pressure down there. It's like, no, like. I mean, it is in Newfoundland. I mean, you can go to Newfoundland. (laughs) What a way to go, though. Can you imagine that? That would be a shame. High pressure. That would be a shame. Um, The Titan submersible was put down on Sunday, um, and they've been searching the area since losing contact with it less than two hours later. So it went down on Sunday, and they haven't been able to find it since then. 
it's probably getting a little more uh, sketchy as it's going right now. Um, but yes, yeah, so Canada's sending people out. Uh, I think the U.S. is as well. Coast Guard shipped from Canada. Um, so it's a it's a pretty uh, intense project. They're spending a lot of money trying to find these guys. This is just a money play, all of it. Just so much money everywhere. Conspiracy pot? I mean, do we think that, like, are these guys, like, influential people, like, trying to, like, I think they're just prominent businessmen, as far okay. as I've read. Um, right. And then, like, obviously the the expert guy that's been down there a lot. But I'm just surprised that you, they're using, like, a Logitech gaming controller to to steer the ship. I mean, technology is technology. If the ship works, it works, you know? That's true. That's true. It's just, like, you but know, it's again, not called But then again, is that Logitech, you know, same one I'm using here for my remote mouse got the got the gusto to take you down a couple thousand feet underwater you know what i'm yeah, saying i mean mine loses connection every now and then if something's in the way of the receiver so i, well, I couldn't know that i mean fuck you can't use this <laughs> thing on a glass table anyway so you know what i'm saying yeah so maybe right. we should we should consider this but yeah france is in the battle here trying to find their guy uh they sent a exploration robot out there according to herberville france's junior minister of maritime affairs um, so yeah, there's a lot of shit going on right now wow. and it is, uh, a little sketchy. So hopefully they find them. Uh, this is my favorite thing when billionaires go missing and then they spend billions of dollars trying to find these billionaires. Um, that is always the best thing in the world. Who's spend. the billionaire who, uh, took the one like reporter down at sea and she disappeared. Like she was in a, like the last time a submarine came out it was a terrible thing. It's like some reporter that was writing a report on this guy was like a billionaire. It's always been really sketchy. Oh. And then like she disappeared after she, she went, went down just with, with him. Only just him. with him. Well, I mean, don't jump in a volcano, I guess. Right. Yeah. That's kind of no the offense truth to her rest in peace or whatever. But if he's a sketchy guy and you're going in a submarine under the sea with the guy, like, come on. True. <laughs> no, that's a fair statement. Now, my question to you is, would you rather go this far under sea or go to space 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 what's your reasoning behind that um i at least space you can be like if you just get caught like you're either gonna blow up or fly out and suffocate immediately you can sit in a submarine and just wait for your demise for very long and it's it's impossible it's like almost impossible to find people underwater from what i've been reading um and really, like, the majority of the wildlife and, like, the sea creatures are near the coasts. Um, I assume as you go further down, there's less going on. So you're just going to be in complete darkness down there, too. Um, so there really isn't much of a difference. I would just rather be in space because I think it's cooler. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. And, yet, you know, what they do say, they know more about space than they do the bottom of the sea. So. That's not true, though. Really? Because the space is unlimited, so you can't really know a certain percentage of it. If space is unlimited, like Russell yeah. Wilson, right? Dude, he's back. Did you see that? Well, how is he back? He posted a workout video, and he's uh, he's back at it. He's he's getting going again. Oh, he's gonna God. yeah. He's gonna okay. make right what he made wrong last year. And I, you know what I say? I think the I think it's unlimited from what the guy can do. Are you taking him, you know, in the first 10 rounds of your fantasy draft this year? Oh, I won't be touching him with a fucking 2,000 foot pole. I took him last year, and I am very regretful. All the regrets. Yeah, I remember that. that. He he did it to the song All My Life by Nipsey Hussle. Um, So very, very cool. I know that guy. Uh, 
you know, there's a lot of similarities between Nipsey Hussle and Russell Wilson, I'm sure. So nah, I don't want him. But yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm with yeah. you there. Yeah, well, we'll we'll wait and see if the billionaires get found underwater. Um, yeah. Quick College World Series update. Wake Forest LSU kind of leading charge right now. TCU in the second round playing Oral Roberts beat Oral Roberts on like their first matchup. I thought it was single elimination. I guess it's double. So clearly Oral Roberts gave TCU something to think about in the second matchup. It was actually the same score, six to one. So there is your brief college world series. <laughs> I, I was going to say, I get confused by the college world series. I enjoy watching college baseball. I think the biggest thing I enjoy by it is uh, just like the guys, they get real rowdy. I think there, I mean, there obviously is a big difference between, you know, MLBers getting paid a lot of money and being on a team for a long time. There is a certain camaraderie. Um, and we see this with basketball less so now um, as well as football where these guys are just going out there purely for the love of the game and trying to up their stock in the future. So uh, there's a certain team camaraderie that you can't really get in the MLB that you get in the college world series. Oh, yeah, and I'm just... Some teams are just fucking the villains and I love it. Like I love a heel team and sometimes they'll just come out and beat everybody's ass like Tennessee oh. last year. That was fun. Well, like Rice, what was it, 10 years ago they won the College World Series? Yep. Everybody's like, Rice? Rice hasn't done anything? Besides be smart guys. Yeah, except being really smart men. But yeah, no, I mean, it's so true. I do enjoy the villain aspect. Some team comes out of nowhere. Hell yeah. It's always fun to see. Absolutely. No, I think that that's great. I'm really excited. College football talk will be coming back very soon. Because it is almost that time of year. Spring games are going on it right really now, is. kind of building up towards that time. We probably got what? We got one more month, almost one more. Month. As time goes by, I'm getting less and less confident with my boys. So that's <laughs> bound to have a good season coming forward. Who Notre Dame? Yeah, they went from like the best recruiting class to like top fifteen, which is a little concerning. <laughs> well, the nil stuff really gets people stuck in yeah. their craw. Yeah, what happened to, to God, you know? No one's shouting out God on the NIL deals, and that's what you should be doing and going to a Catholic establishment such as Notre Dame. Well, that's true, too. But then again, it's like, what are you going to get sponsored by the local Catholic church? Hey, they got a lot of money, buddy. Do you get a priest that sponsors Imagine getting an NIL deal from the fucking Vatican. Excuse me. (laughs) Well, they're they're into young guys in the Vatican. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, how old are you? It's like 18. It's like, ah, a little out of our age range. It's like, I'll be older soon. It's like, nope, wrong way, buddy. (laughs) You guess you just don't meet the mark. Tasteless joke incoming. Maybe they should sponsor Baby Gronk. (laughs) Thank you, everybody. That is bad. That is bad news. Onward and upward. Yep. Well, oh boy. Either way, <laughs> no. You know who I caught up with the other day? Caught who up with that? the one and only Norman Nathan. Ah, uh, positive segue. Shout out to Norman Nate. He's all jacked up for OU football. He's thinking this might be a nice progression year for them. Got a new. Is this young the last year they're out of the SEC. This is the last year in the Big 12 for them. Yeah. And then they're, they're already releasing games for 2024. So he said he's jacked for that. Is, and, he? Uh, is yeah. he really? I'm excited to talk to him about it because I wouldn't be too jacked about that if I were him. Well, he's just tired of, you know, the 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 storylines of Georgia's, Bama's, and then the rest of the SEC, as he would so eloquently put it, they're just trash wagons. And he said they couldn't even hold a candle to some of OU's competition in the Big 12. 
like the just Texas of the world, who's also moving. Yeah. Well, I mean, Tennessee, okay, Vince, they had one good year. Stop. Hey, man. They had one Live good year. That. You fell in love with a quarterback who got taken in the fourth round of Torres ACL and was Dog. ultimately unproven. Dog. And then, you know, the kid behind him. So it's Caleb Willis, Williams, man. Right? Yeah. yeah. Well, oh, no. Unproven. Unproven. How is he unproven? He just only did it in college. We'll see what he does in the NFL. You don't know what's going to go on. I'm just talking on the college level. I'm Jalen not Hurts, talking maybe. on the next level. Well, he was a dog last year. Totally proven. I mean, Jalen Hurts was a dog at OU. I know. Yeah. I mean, he, he's always was, he was always known for not winning the big game, and that's kind of holding true at the next that level. That is a shame, huh? <laughs> that is a shame. Oh, you know, just saying. But with all that being said, no. Jack for college football to be back in general, and it's going to be a very fun year. Maybe some storylines change, but I do think when push comes to absolute shove, we will be talking about Georgia or Bama being in the final, and chances are it might be both of them, but we'll see. So stay tuned for that. Now, maybe maybe Bama's run is over, man. Who knows? Doubtful. Who knows? Those guys just reload, man. There is they that. lost their cute little quarterback, so we'll see who's playing this year. He's he's a, he's a cutie. Yeah, and it's he's, and he's it's Arch Manning season. You think like when they got him fitted for shoes at Nike, they were like, "So do you need the bigger kid size or?" <laughs> Although Frank Possible. Reich has come out on the record and says it's his guy, and he looks fantastic when he can see over the line. Okay, so once <laughs> or twice. Right. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see, Frankie. We'll see. Okay. Time will, in fact, tell. Now, Vince, let's talk about your favorite sport because it has been proven over time that you are, in fact, a golf guy. Not my favorite sport, but yes. But we're yes. approaching. We're approaching. And then the U.S. Open was this past weekend because, you know, they need to create events for people to watch. So it was at uh, one of the most – Pretentious country clubs in the world, it asked me. And it was LACC, is that correct? The LA Country Club? Yes. And Ricky Fowler came out of nowhere. Yo, I was so excited. I think a lot of America was, because like, you just kind of got to give it up to the Drip King himself, Mr. Ricky Fowler. He just wears one color. He, how is he a Drip King? Because it's swaggy. No one else does that. Well, either that or you look like a piece of traffic equipment. One of the two things. Disagree wholeheartedly <coughs> okay, um time no out, time out yeah when you okay. wear all orange and white you look like a goddamn traffic cone you can say that about a lot of stuff if you wear like what? all if you wear all green you look like a i don't know like a stem <laughs> like, what, well, what do you want to say I specifically identify traffic equipment right i think that's more of a you thing no it's a real thing I have okay. a friend who dresses like so this. You. I swear to God, he closes his eyes when he gets dressed in the morning. Yeah. Shout out, Chief. But it's true. <laughs> it's true. I think it's cool. I think he looks good. Um, he's got that Puma apparel on. I'm digging it, man. What also, if he... Time out. Time out. The this golf is... course is made for that, dude. What if he <laughs> switched or his new moniker was Swaggy Dicky? Or Swaggy Dick. Swag Dick. Swag Dick. <laughs> That's his new name. What if? I don't know. Technically, <laughs> his name is Richard. Right? Yeah. So he could be the Swag Dick of golf, which most are. I don't think he'd like that. 
Okay. Swaggy Dicky. Okay. That's his, that's his new nickname forever to me. Hashtag yeah, but he bad. did. He broke the first round record for the U.S. Open, uh, recording a 62 and 8 under. Very badass. It was really exciting to see him get going, and then it kind of just fell off come the last round there. Um, but the one big thing for this is the crowd, man. There was just really no no energy, no crowd. And a lot of people were saying that throughout the event. Um, and then on Sunday, it became a little more clear, at least from what I was seeing. Um, Matt Fitzpatrick, uh, acclaimed winner of said golf tournament tournaments, excuse me. Uh, they want a great tournament. From what I've heard, a lot of members bought tickets, and that's why there were so many less people. Hopefully, it's not the same for the U.S. Opens going forward. Uh, so essentially, they, according to the USGA president, Mike Wan, he said they could have sold 40,000 tickets, but they opted for 22,000 to have like a more concise and straightforward crowd. Um, and that's all fine and good because 22,000 is a good amount. But most of those tickets were allotted to corporate sponsors, club members, and hospitality areas, allotting only only 9,000 of those tickets for the general admission, um, which, you know, as tickets do, that kind of leads into skyrocketing ticket prices, making it $300 plus to get onto the course, um, which is not really what you want. Uh, we're going to get into it in a moment, but it's, it's a prestigious course, and there's a lot of very rich, very old, very... Um, I don't know. Traditional a lot of swag dicks there. Yeah. No. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Traditional place like that people go to play golf. So a lot of people don't get access to go in there. And even Fitzpatrick hit a hole in one. And like, that was the loudest the crowd was, but I mean, in reality, you, you expect a lot out of a hole in one and it just wasn't as much as we thought it was actually going to be. So that's a little disappointing, especially after seeing like cool events, like, you know, the waste management open or even the masters just having people everywhere and just, adding to that energy around the course. It's just a little disheartening to see 9,000 people are the only people that got there with the general admission ticket. Now, I mean, to your point though, what are a GA ticket at the masters? You can't even buy a GA ticket to the masters. Isn't that true? Yeah. It was a hundred bucks though. Okay. But that's the thing. Like they have more, they have more tickets and they, and they do this on purpose because so many people want to go. But the okay. minute that you get that ticket, like you, you spend a hundred bucks and you go, like, it's not like, cause I couldn't no. even resell Here's my cool. tickets, you know, that's so like, that's ideal. that kind of, that kind of avoids that issue for a hundred bucks a ticket. That's not bad. No, it seems Hell to me yeah. like this course got a little over their skis potentially, even though they know what they got. Yeah. Considering the fact that, you know, this is a very close course. Uh-huh. And so much so that Rory McIlroy even came out and said he had never played it in his entire career. Really? I and know that Max Homa played it in college. And, yeah. Oh, no shit. Uh, I know Max Homa played it in college and actually shot a 61, which is the course record. That I know for wow. sure, but I don't think he and was how did Max Homa do well either. Not that great. <laughs> did not work out. Um, a couple cool things. There was a like 290-foot... Uh, uh, par three, which was pretty crazy. Um, and a lot of guys, like there was such a downhill that, you know, people were ranging from drivers to like four, like four irons (laughs) to try to get it onto the green. Um, it was actually a cool looking course the whole day. Uh, A couple issues. The sand traps were kind of wild. Uh, Rory McIlroy ended up hitting one into a sand trap and it got so buried in that he was able to 
pick up the ball and drop it and essentially put it on the green. So like that was hilarious. Um, Yeah. So like, you know, some of these things where you don't really, you can't really have that when it comes to a professional tournament. So that's, that was a little odd. I, I didn't like in a whole, I didn't like it very much. Um, Shout out to Wyndham Clark who ends up taking the dub at the end. Uh, he's the most Los Angeles country club named guy to ever win at the Los Angeles country club. And his name is Wyndham. That's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. He has um, the name of the hotel. The coolest. Yeah. So he actually golfed with Ricky Fowler, the aforementioned that he beat. Uh, he golfed with him before and saw his putter and he actually ended up ordering a putter, the same putter as him and get it personalized to him. And that's what he ended up winning on a putt with the putter that Ricky Fowler uses and Roy McIlroy comes in second place and he hasn't won a tournament in almost 10 years. The 2014 PGA championships the last time Ricky Fowler or excuse me, Roy McIlroy has won a major championship. That is crazy. It's a shame. It's sad. They want to see him win. And he was like such a, you know, like a wonder boy, like he was going to do everything. And he was the next tiger woods at that time. And it's just really shit has not gone his way. Um, he stayed higher in the rankings for a really long time, but it's just, you know, got to rip that bandaid off and get the next one going, you know? No, I'm with you. I, I think he did kind of show that he still got some, you know, juice left in the tank here. Now, yeah. Well, he hits the ball a fucking country mile. <laughs> well, that's fine, but your short game has right. to mimic that. And you can hit the ball a country mile, but if your short game blows, right? Yeah. And the announcers wouldn't stop saying that Wyndham Clark went to high school with Christian McCaffrey. So I thought I might as well say that as well. Well, John, when John Daly says your short game has to be better than your long game, I'll always it does. stand by that. Yeah, no doubt. That's the guy who's always been capable of hitting a ball a country mile half the time shit-faced. So, well, yeah, you got a 430-yard hole. You know, you, you drive the ball 350, and then you get it on the green, or some guy drives the ball 280 and gets it on the green. Like, the difference there is, obviously, it's a lot easier when you're closer, but if you're not pinpoint with your precision, some other guy is like, they're going to make it up on the second shot anyway. Oh, golf is one of the most, arguably, arguably the most frustrating sport there is probably. I would say so, especially for, for the layman normal guy, no doubt. Absolutely. And as far as layman terms go, I have some interesting fun facts about the finances of the LA country club. And how absolutely goofy it is. Not always. (laughs) Not always. But this was very fascinating to me about this club. Yeah, it is goofy. One of the oldest country clubs in all of L.A. Land purchased many moons ago. Now, the property taxes is the thing that is very interesting to me about this club. Now, many, many, many years ago, when it first started, about 45 years ago, right, this club was worth right around... $22 $22 million. So that would mean at that time, their property taxes would be $222,000 a year in the 50s, mind you. Right. Today, they still pay that same amount in property taxes, even though the property and the land itself being valued at $8 billion plus, which would put that annual property tax at 1% of that, 8 80 million. So with that being said, this course got away with it just due to the fact as many other courses like Bel Air Country Club gets away with this as well, that they are technically owned by their members. 
And due to a law being enacted 45 years ago, LACC is owned by its members and registered as a nonprofit, lowering the value of nonprofit golf courses across this region. So it's kind of grandfathered in. So this place prints fucking money. So if it's a nonprofit, it just doesn't get reassessed later? Like, that doesn't make any sense. Especially so they've for been California grandfathered in at the original that. assessment in the 50s. That never goes out? There's no statute of limitations to that? Well, the laws have been changed, and they've been grandfathered in. So when the law would change, this would change. That's but the law hasn't changed in over 45 years. You're giving a tax cut for, like, the richest guys in California. Exactly. That's such bullshit. And also, <laughs> mind you, in San Francisco, games. people are just shitting on the streets, literally. Yeah. And there's so. homeless camps. <laughs> and I know San Francisco is in L.A. and Bel Air and all that good stuff, but still. Yeah. Close enough. Yeah, I mean, it's like there's an there's an obviously disconnect here that's pretty fucking crazy because the yeah. Bel Air Country Club is also supposedly a beautiful place. I've obviously never been to any of these because I'm sure they're all I gorgeous. fight for the normal man. Um, but yeah, I mean, even so, it's like 222 thousand dollars in property taxes for a location like this two hundred twenty thousand is fucking crazy man that's like also nuts that you can't have a cell phone on the course yeah there's a lot of you have to wear a sport coat after 5 p.m or something like that there's just a lot of like very specific um rules that i just wouldn't want like let's make golf fun like this is just all barrier to entry bullshit that no one likes so it's wasps whatever guys the wasps that's true that's absolutely true. That's golf God as damn. a whole, right? No, I yeah, I know. I'm just saying, you know, it, it could be a more fun sport if we just, you know, make it fun. And, you know, but I guess I guess the old guys are trying to keep it. It's the same shit with baseball a lot of the times with the traditional rules. Like, don't change anything. It's like, yeah, fuck off. Um, I will but say yeah. this, though. Have you ever I mean, been think about how much money club? they made this week. Jesus. Sure. Have you ever been to a private country club, though? Yes. Beautiful. Makes you kind of want to be a part of a country club. No, for sure. If I if I had a lot of money, I probably would. <laughs> I don't even need to golf. You just go and I do. You can yeah. swim at a wicked pool. Wicked usually... smile. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, no, I would I would absolutely love to be part of one, especially for like permanent tea times. I think that would be the biggest thing, just because finding tea times is such a pain in the ass. So I would do it just for that reason, but I don't know, man. I feel like I wouldn't like any of those guys very much. <laughs> no. Probably don't have much. Think about having a conversation. I'd be like, wow, what's up? And they'd be like, oh, back in my day, you see? And I'm like, I'm not trying to do this with you, buddy. <laughs> do that or it's a lot of trust fund babies. Yeah, just talking about I'm people. I'm hungry, Grandpa. You'll life. have nothing in like it. Yeah. It's like, do they have tapioca today? It's like, fuck you. No way. <laughs> well, I mean, Vince wasn't a fan of the pimento cheese sandwiches, right? It was too hot, dude. 96 degrees and pimento cheese do not go together. But that is a yeah, sick line, so that, I'm going to write though. that down and use it later. You made that decision. Well, I had to once I was there. Yeah, you know. one in Rome. One in Rome. But then I ate it, and I was like, you want to know it's better? Basically anything else. Fair. It's a fair statement. With you. So now you know. Well, golf is very pretentious, and if you don't know, now you know. Now you know. You know the rest. All right. So, Vince, yes. I can't believe it right now. Uh-huh. A team many moons ago, then people probably have written off the Cincinnati Reds 
are in first place. It's almost like not even many moons ago. I guess you could say like a fortnight ago, people were like, this team fucking sucks. And then shit just started happening for them. They're leading the NL Central right now. I know. It's crazy. crazy. And I've been saying this team is one of the youngest, most dynamic teams on the planet right now. Yeah. And on top of that, they just got Dela Cruz in, and this mm-hmm. kid's smoking the ball, playing great defense. He was clearly the injection of talent they needed. They've been on a tear with him now. Yeah, 9-1 and one in their last 10. Three games above 500. First place in the NL Central, as we said. Um, it kind of started in my head uh, with the Will Benson walk-off. I, I sent you the video most likely, but it was absolutely electric. Um, Dela Cruz comes in, provides that little spark. You know, he's hitting home runs, and... Actually, that home run was actually seen on like the airport radar, like the sky radar, because it was hit so high and so far. Um, so that's dope. And then Joey Votto just got back, standing ovation coming in. All the momentum's with them right now. Is it too early? Maybe. Um, but this is something that Cincinnati fans can get pretty excited about. And now both of their teams are on a tear. And 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 for what it's worth, their MLS team is pretty damn good too. So uh, this is a city that's exci- that's enjoying the fruits of their sporting labors. Um, and yeah, no, this team is, this team is sick. I don't, I don't know if they're going to end up winning the central by the end of the year, but it does give me a lot of like, you know, 2019, 2020 white Sox fives where you're like, all right, they're figuring it out. You just hope that they don't end up like they are right now. So, um, go reds, keep it going boys. And the Cardinals are still 30 and 43. So what do you know? The Cardinals, they have had probably the worst year and Marmol is like protected, like, most companies customer service departments yeah like you can't touch them and marmal will probably remain with the team i thought they would be easily atop of the central by now but it's looking like almost halfway through the season that is not looking like that right now yeah Yeah. i'm with you and all the hype on the cubs you know potentially being good at this stage of the game yeah okay eight and two in their last ten they're four games under that's the thing with this division it's like the Cardinals are obviously in last place, but they're only eight games back. Like, in reality, you know, you look at, like, the Padres right now, and they're eight and a half games back, and they got one more win. Um, it's not impossible for it to happen. Is it likely? No, but the Cubs are only three and a half games back, and there's a lot of baseball left in the season. It's only mid-June right now. Well, I, I would like everybody to pay attention to the fact that the Dodgers are falling rapidly in the NL West right now, and I'd love to see that. I know, uh, the and they'd be Backs, first in the Central. <laughs> Diamondbacks have literally come out of nowhere. Yeah. And this season might be their Cinderella year. It could be, man. The They've been on top for a long time. Soon. He'll be probably up next year. Just They're going to be a scary team in years yeah. to come. I think so. Uh, the Giants have also been on a nice little tear recently, too. This is that midseason lull that some teams start separating themselves and making it known who they are. Um, and the AL East is a perfect example of that with the Orioles going through last year and just being an absolute beast of a team. Um, Adley Rushman's primed to be a star in the league for a really long time. Uh, Orioles are 44 and 27 right now. They can't stop winning. And. It's sad because the Rays are the best team in the league still, so they can't be in first. But what I want to turn our attention to is the New York Yankees, who right now are 39 and 33. Nothing to, you know, write home and be sad about. But when you look at the standings, when you look at teams in the American League right now, obviously you're not going to get any wild cards from the Central. We've went over that ad nauseum. 
But if you're looking at the Orioles, if you're looking at the Angels right now, who are, you know, second place in the ALS right now with 41 33 record. Make it a case. Did the Yankees stay where they are and the rest of the team stay where they are? The Yankees aren't going to make the playoffs. Oh, They're, no. They have the worst OPS in the month of June in the league at a 620 and completely out of the playoff race right now. Uh, they need some of their guys back. They obviously signed Rodon, and that hasn't really done much for them yet. So, uh, yeah, it's it's weird because even in my head, too, I was I was kind of gung-ho on the Blue Jays as well. And, again, you put any of them in the AL East, or if you put anybody in the AL East in the AL Central right now, they'd be winning the division. So, like, even the Red Sox have a winning record, and they're in last place. So this is a very big power dynamic in baseball right now with the East just taking over this league and on the other side, you still got the fucking Marlins with Luis Arias going five for five and boosting back to 400. So this is a lot of fun teams. It's a lot of good mid-year baseball. I expect some of it to kind of start evening out as the year goes along. I'm with you there. I believe that after the all-star break, we are going to be at a point where it always changes. And to me, that is going to be the changing and saving grace as to how these teams that are right on the cusp of making a run at the division end the year. There's always two seasons. There's the season before the all-star break and then the season after the all-star break and guys fight and fills are the perfect example. Exactly. So the fight and fills last season, perfect example, make a run of it, get there. And then one thing leads to another and they're right back in the, the hunt. So it could happen to any team right now. To what we discussed prior, AL Central probably out, probably gonna write it off as of right now. We would, (laughs) we would be so blessed if that would change, but chances are it's not going to happen. Hey man, five and a half still. We've been talking about five and a half for fucking months now. It doesn't. It's just Groundhog Day with this damn team, and we could just go on our White Sox therapy session on this podcast, but we're not going to put through that this week. No, because we do it every week. We do (laughs) do it every every week, week. and it's the same story. When we have a new narrative, we will touch base on it. I just think the Rays right now are one of the most interesting team in baseball because if you look at it on paper, they're just not that wonderful. Um, But they are. They are though. It's like on paper. well, right. That's it. That's it. You look at them on paper and you're like, okay, whatever. And then They're you look at their, whatever team. If you look at them statistically and it's, it's always been pitching. It's always going to be pitching for them. Um, and then Yandy Diaz is really just making a goddamn name of himself. Um, obviously we all know Wander Franco. They got a couple of those other guys, the Laos and all those, but Yandy Diaz, a little power freak at, at bat kind of starting off the year really well for them. Um, they just figure out how to win games. And is that going to transfer to the playoffs? Maybe not. Like you, you see a lot similar to how the NBA is. You see a lot of star power, either guys budding into stars or stars making it happen. Um, when it comes to the playoffs for the MLB. So we'll see if that ends up being an issue. Um, the Rays at some point, they got to win one, right? Well, it's true. They've been close a, full, a few times. now. Even the Longoria will... thing, too. Like, that team right. never ended up working it out either. Carl they Crawford, were dogging. They were in the yeah, dance. They were, they were in the yes, dance. They were. Now, with all that being said, they may change their ballpark. That's been talked about a lot, that they're going to get a new ballpark yeah. in Tampa, and they want to do For years, stadium. though. Right. Like, do For you years. remember when we were talking about them doing half and half in Montreal? Right. 
And yeah. that won't happen now, considering no. their fan base is in, and is in fact very loyal. Uh, yeah. Have you know probably a couple fans of the pod that that like this team quite a bit. And I like the Rays. Them. Yeah. Uh, well, you you don't follow them religiously how we follow our White Sox. But what right. I'm getting at is, if you look at their record, granted it's winning at home and it's winning away, but it's winning far more at home than it is. Yeah. They're 31 Fuck and yeah. seven at home yeah. and 20 and 17 on the road. Now. So they're basically 500 on the road, and at home they're almost untouchable. Yeah. The tail of the tape with this ballpark is the fact that the ceiling is white. Yeah. And it's difficult the to attract the baseball in the outfield. <laughs> yeah. well, the batter's vision's fucked. <laughs> the fielding vision's fucked on pop-ups. Yeah. So they have a clear advantage because they know how to play in their ballpark. Yep. Now, if you're the Rays organization, do you really want yes. to switch ballparks? Yeah, because I heard like the fan experience is horseshit. I could be wrong. I've never been winning myself. ball games. Who gives a fuck about the fan experience? The Vince, fans. I mean, <laughs> I, fuck. I'm sorry if you're winning. Fuck the fans. They'll show up. Yeah. No, I know, but that can't really Make it like price beer night on Tuesdays, like the White Sox do, just to get people to go. True. I mean, that can't really like move you away from getting a new ballpark, especially because like. This has obviously been a point of contention for a bit here. If it's a competitive city. advantage, remember the old Metrodome where the Twins used to play? And yeah. They used to have like the the tutorial of how to field a fly ball in the outfield at the Metrodome with Tory Hunter, and it was before HDTV. So mm-hmm. they'd have like this really granular fucking webcam set up yeah. on Tory Hunter's head, and he'd be like, oh, see, here, I see it. And as a kid, you'd be like, where is it? Yeah. Well, but that that ended up not working out that well. I mean, it did because they won two, so I guess I'll give them that. But, you know, I don't know. The difference between that and having like, a good ballpark, good fan experience, bringing people around, I would rather have, have that. Notice this. Since the Twins have moved out of the Metrodome, yep. hasn't been so well for them. Yeah, but also, again, the two years. But besides that, it's like, what else has it been that good for them? <laughs> Well, that's the Mauer more no years were were good, but they didn't do anything. They like were that. underwhelming at best. Yeah, they were very underwhelming. Now, I agree. I do believe that the Rays have an ability to probably win this entire division. They're gonna have um, to, dude. They're fucking blowing every team out of the water. Yeah, yeah. I mean, who's ever who's ever on top of that organization from a managerial standpoint a and then b a rock a roster construction standpoint genius because yeah, they traded I mean, one of their best hitters away in the offseason Kevin it, Cash is the man outside yeah. of the Blake Snell uh taking Blake Snell out too early in the World Series he seems to be a great manager their pitching staff is fucking absolute balls to the wall good um, so shout out to their pitching coach as well. I don't know the man's name, but I'm familiar with his craft. <laughs> um, so yeah, shout, they, they got something going on there. They're able to scout really well. Um, they're just a really well-run franchise and it's making me a little jealous, man. Well, I mean, who you should also be jealous of is a guy who's in potential MVP talk and no one knew who the hell he was before this year. And that is the none and only Luis Arias. Oh, player. not nobody. He was eating our lunch last year. <laughs> well, I mean, the twins historically eat our lunch, so there you have it. He is having a historic, speaking of historically, he's having a historic season this year. He goes five for five again, uh, tied for the record for most in an MLB season. Um, he's back above 400 again, which begs the question, does he win MVP solely on hitting 400 for the rest of the year? Or is it kind of a wash because 
maybe the power numbers aren't there the way you want them to be. Once again, it's really early in the season, regardless of anybody's beliefs. You got to remember they play until October. We do do a sports podcast, so let a man dream. Yes. Now, if you do look (laughs) at his career year over year, he is a 327 career hitter. Mm -hmm. I mean, he hits for average, and he eats a lot of people's lunch. So is it surprising that he's hitting hitting 400 and going on an absolute tear right now? And that division, not so much. I mean, granted, you got some very good pitching, but the Mets have just been dog shit. And the Braves are the cream of the crop, which everybody thought they would. Ronald Acuna having a comeback year of comeback years. Mm-hmm. So, and if you want to call it that, but yeah, I mean, yeah, he's you know he's out here getting a four ninety slug. His OPS has benefited from both of them, so he does have a point nine four one. So there's nothing bad an eye at leading the league in hits. Obviously, um, he's a bat to ball guy. I. The game is not built for those guys right now, but it's working out well for him. And mind you, they the Minnesota Twins traded this man for a man named Pablo Lopez, who is in their pitching staff right now. Uh, Lopez is having a down year by all intents and purposes uh, compared to what he's been doing in the past. Uh, three and four win loss doesn't matter much for pitchers, but uh, leads the league. You think game started, and he's pitching a 4.4, um, which again is second worst in his career um do you think they regret it a bit right now or do you think they would prefer to have the pitching well i think right now where the twins are in their division they're sitting just fine they're they're not worried about much right now yeah in the worst division in baseball and you got two games on the indians and you got four games on the tigers and then you got five and a half on the shitty socks you know do you think everybody's just trying to play to win the division though i mean this isn't a team that's going to be primed for competing none of the al central is primed for competing it's like the right about that when you watch the nba playoffs you just realize (laughs) yep they're not going to be there anytime soon and they might hey they almost beat the eastern conference champs yeah they did almost counts in horseshoes and hand grenades, though. <laughs> True. So that's kind of that in my eyes. Now, I will say this. I don't know if they can say the trades won yet because it's so early in the season. So much can happen. But pitching, you always run this risk. But True. overall right now, I mean, they're almost a 500 team playing in the worst division in baseball, doing enough to get by. Granted, it could all change tomorrow, but I just don't see anybody in this division moving that far ahead of the curve now could be conspiracy pod thought process all the owners in the al central get together every year say hey we're gonna sell a lot of tickets doesn't matter we're all gonna make our money and let's just be dog shit and there you have because this division has not been that of one of any superior stance in many years many many years it's just damn depressing you know you at least wish there was one team that was just the cream of the crop better than everybody this should be the time for the White Sox to be doing it, but they're the White Sox, so they're not doing that. Um, the Guardians, people had high hopes for them this year. They've done nothing at all. They're like a constant 5-5 five and five every 10 games. So what are you going to do? 33-38. and 38, um, That way with the Twins as well, so you kind of just deal with it, and you're like, what the fuck? Like, the Tigers are in third, dude, at 31-40, and 40, and they got their first win in June on, like I want to say, like June 15th. They lost every other game. So it's just an absolutely depressing thing to watch day in and day out. But I watch it, goddammit. Well, considering 
most of the MLB would be in first place if they were in this division. The majority of the whole of league shitty... is the funny part. <laughs> yeah, I know. So imagine how the Red Sox feel right now. We're actually halfway decent. They're above 500, but they play. Yeah, the that's what I'm saying. They would, they would be absolutely winning the Central, and they're in last place in the gutter of the AL East. It's fucking stupid. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, listen, when when you got a few more wins than the Nationals, you know something's wrong with you. You're right, right. about that. Um, Victor Wabanyama is doing his uh, doing his American tour right now. Wait, doesn't he talking. play basketball? He does. And he okay. is doing his American tour, meaning that he's pitching baseballs and throwing them in the stands and stuff. And oh. he... Looking at the man throw a baseball is, I mean, obviously there's a lot of basketball players that you see throw a baseball and you're like, he is not, he's in the right sport. Cause that does not look right. It just looks weird. Uh, a Frenchman throwing a baseball and being that tall and lanky. It's like, yeah, he would probably turn into a good pitcher with a lot of training, but it's just really goofy looking, watching him throw a baseball. And then you see his hand wrapped around a baseball and he can touch like halfway up his, his thumb. With his with well, his point, he's designed his to hold a lot bigger. Ba- I mean, listen, it's just crazy a- to see in comparison. Because like, even JJ Redick posted a picture with him today, and JJ Redick's a decently big guy, not a massive guy. He's a guard, obviously, but women, Yana, he's like up to women. Yana's like nipple. <laughs> it's crazy. Well, this kid's a generational talent for a right. reason, right? Yeah. Granted, he doesn't play baseball. And he's probably never on. never played baseball in his life. He's from France. No, he's like, from what? France. They're not playing baseball. Basketball is a far more global sport than baseball. No doubt. No doubt about you it. Know, did France even have a world baseball classic team? I don't think so. No, I don't think so. Italy does, though. Because, yeah. you know. Chicago native Nicky Lopez. Yeah, right? Yeah. Play on the fucking Italian team, even yeah. though his last name is oh. Lopez. It doesn't make any sense. That doesn't hey, make any man. sense. <clears throat> Maybe he's just Think a Mediterranean kid. Maybe he's just a Mediterranean kid doing Mediterranean things. But sure. to your point, think about it. There wasn't there's not very many dual sport athletes playing basketball. Like LeBron James yeah. could play tight end in the league tomorrow. MJ, baby. Now, MJ, yeah, didn't do it very well. No. Although like hit. in oh. the last in the last dance, they tried to make it seem like, you know. Michael was amazing at every single thing he chose to do. And, you know, if he would have put in all of his effort into being in baseball, he would have been an all-star with the White Sox. It's I mean, like, that could be right. No, I think no, there's a reasonable not. enough thing way to think that that could be possible, not that it would happen. Um, but even so, like, he did play better than most people would. Like, most people wouldn't even get bad on ball, which he was able to start doing. Um, but again, what like the, this is, this yeah. is the difference. This is a double a center fielder versus like, you know, the best basketball player of all time. So sure. it's not like he was, he's not like he was Deion Sanders, you know? Okay. Here's a good argument. Are the best athletes NBA players, NFL players or MLB players or, or, or there is a, another one that we have to include in this conversation that of the NHL. Hmm. Right, are hockey players better? Uh, general athletes could. I well, mean, are yeah, they so the ones who could be across multiple sports and be successful. So yeah, I think that's like the argument because like you can go like speed time and all that shit, but it's just like the most um, able to switch between sports. I know golfers are always good at hockey. 
they're always good at hockey because of the same similar stick movement. Um, so every golf, every hockey player I go golfing with, is absolutely opposite, opposite, opposite. Sorry. Oh yeah. Pause. Excuse me. But also opposite hockey players are good at golf. Excuse me. Um, yeah, they're always good at just smacking the ball and they got, you know, they got, again, they got good stick skills. Um, I don't know. I feel like the, you see, you saw the football baseball crossover a couple times in the nineties, obviously. That's a tough call because if you're talking about pure athletics, it's probably basketball, but they are not really good with their with throwing the ball in any way, shape, or form. So maybe football players, but also wide receivers can't even throw a football. So I don't even know, dude. Well, in my opinion, okay, I think it's a toss-up between hockey players and football players because if you yeah. look at it, the majority of baseball players that are football players is a higher number, right? Yeah. If you look at – Odell Beckham, he got a legitimate minor league deal after he threw a pitch in a minor league game at 97. Same thing yeah. with Colin Kaepernick. Same thing Mahomes. with Kyler Murray. Deion Sanders did it. Pat Mahomes. Right, and was very successful. Patty Mahomes was drafted to play baseball first. Tom Brady drafted Wilson. by the fucking Expos. Tom yep. Russell. Mr. Mr. At or Unlimited. I would say yeah too, but because um Antonio Gates was a really good football player or really good basketball player. Draymond Green was a tight end. Not that good, but he was yeah. a tight end at Michigan State. True. So yeah, I mean like I would say probably football players because it's the most well rounded, I suppose, but again, like sometimes you see wide receivers throw a football and you're like, What is fucking what is going on? They never would play quarterback once in their life. No. That's not their job, but it is right. a real thing that I think football overall. Now, hockey players, you could state that the hand-eye coordination thing would translate great to baseball. Yeah. Oh, I would say so. Just like bad on ball skills definitely would help. Absolutely. Let's like figure out how to put their hips into it a little bit. I mean, they could be hitting bombs. I'm so. sure they do. And I'm goddamn sure they do. Well, Vince, the only thing we do know is that the, they were – to pick a preferable item to shave their botch with. Yeah. It was There's only one answer. Henson shaving. Yes. So let's get to one. Now a word from our friends at Henson Shaving. This part of today's episode is brought to you by none other than our friends at Henson Shaving. If you guys have been listening to the show for a while, you already know that we swear by Henson Shaving. We've been using them for months and there really isn't a better product out there. The Henson razor puts an end to shaving irritation and cuts while also making your skin feel comfortable and smooth. This razor is made by using CNC machines to aerospace standards. That's right, rocket ships, people. That means it's made to very tight tolerances, meaning that the combination of how securely it's held and how minimally the blade is exposed delivers a smooth and safe shave no other razor can offer. It's literally one blade. Be, be safe. Please be safe. They're very sharp. You twist on the top and you get to work. It's that easy. You remember the beard bet? You remember me shaving off the whole thing? If you need to watch somebody use it, go on my Instagram and check it out because it's really that easy. Cost ownership averages $88.20 every two years, which is essentially $177 less than normal cartridge razors. They're sustainable. It's precise. It's Henson shaving. It's got a nice weight to it. It's made out of metal. None of this plastic garbage. So please use the promo code the Taxi Squad. T H E T A X I S Q U A D 
at checkout, and you'll receive a 100-pack of blades free with the purchase of the razor. So you go on the site, you add the razor that you're looking for, and then you add a 100-pack of razors, you'll get those for free. For most users, this amount of blades will last you two to five years, depending on how often you shave. So that promo code, again, is the Taxi Squad at HensonShaving.com. Go check it out. Well, that, everybody, is a word from our friends at Henson Shaving. Thanks, Henson. Love the- you. Thank you. Appreciate you. And Vince, we got a fair amount of drama going on in the NBA right now. A lot of movement. A lot of movement. So currently, as of right now, CP3, technically a wizard for the time being. Yep. But he was included in the deal for Bradley Beal. And we discussed this literally a week ago that this could be the case that Bradley Beal was on the market. Didn't know where he was going to go. Yeah. But... I You're had saying a particular Miami, team but... in mind, maybe Miami, maybe Phoenix. I said one or two, and one happened. So 50-50. Bada bang. Roll the roulette wheel. You pick red or black, you get one, right? So does this, this mean Dane Lillard's it. on the move? Right? He huh? has to be. I mean, yeah. I mean, every every intelligent person is saying that it's possible. It's not. Is it likely? I don't think anything's likely at this point, but. This was surprising to me. I'm not going to lie. Um, I didn't see him fitting there, but God damn it if he's there. Uh, the only issue now is they got to fill out the rest of their roster because they only have six guys on their roster right now. Or excuse me, five guys on their roster. Wow. <clears throat> yeah, so they got DeAndre Ayton obviously just signed that big deal. Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, Bradley Beal, the new ad, and then Chicago Bulls legend Cameron Payne. Outside of that, there's nobody on their bench. They'd have no backups. They got some guys in G League, but yeah, not really much on their team right now. They got a couple guys from the Wizards that are G League guys as well um, and send CP3 there. So obviously a solid lineup. We've seen super teams not really work out too well in the NBA in recent years, but Anywhere Kevin Durant goes, I guess that's going to start happening, and this is just another one as well. So could be fun. This new owner for the Phoenix Suns likes to spend money, so I got to appreciate that as a guy that roots for teams that don't spend money ever. Um, so, yeah, but what happens with CP3, my friend? I think he gets dealt to a team that he wants to go to because I don't think he wants to live in Washington. One, two, I don't think he wants to play for the Wizards and pull Michael Jordan. So with that being said, I think he may get reunited with a team that he is familiar with right now, yeah, something that comes to mind. Well, something could, for me, like I know that there's a lot of hugs and rumblings right now that there's a potential trade being pushed to the Clippers, mm-hmm. but I don't think he wants to go there. I think he really wants to play with LeBron, and that's been something that they've been trying to do for a while. That's where Kyrie, either LeBron's leaving to go play with Kyrie or Kyrie's leaving to go play with LeBron. In my you humble so? opinion, he, he could. I mean, he definitely could. I don't know if that makes him a... a well, CP3 could fit really good in Dallas also to be a dish guy yeah. for Luka. And to me, that would make a lot of sense because too he's a Too many ball handlers. Too many but ball handlers on too that Too many team. ball handlers, handlers on the Mavericks, but CP3 is a great distributor. And yeah. in his older age, that's all he well, needs to do. Luca brings the ball up, and when Luca doesn't bring the ball up, Kyrie brings the ball up. So, like, if you take the ball out of both their hands, you're not going to make Luca a spot up shooter overnight. It's just not going to happen, in my opinion. True, that's very true. I mean, yeah. I think the Dallas situation is actually a complete mess. I don't know how they're going to end up figuring that out because they have to fill that team up with 
I assume some spot up shooters and some good defensive guys. Um, if they had just had Tony Allen all over, or like you know, uh, freaking what's his name, the small guy that was on the Bucks, PJ Tucker, who could just shoot from the corner like a god, that would help them out a bit. But they're it's a mess down in Dallas. But yeah, I I could actually see him going to the Clippers. I think it would work out well. Um, if Ka- when Kawhi plays, injured. Kawhi is good. I know, but when Kawhi plays, Kawhi is good. Uh, Paul George is still a very good player in this league, um, and. You know, Chris Paul when, there, he can just get in there and dish it to the, the guys and let them let them get to work. The Clippers are actually a good team. It's just you got to stay healthy and you got to stay on the court. Yeah, I'm not like too high on I'm not high on the Clippers team. I know you always talk about how much you love this team. They're just not that great to me. No, I'm, I, it's not even that I love them. It's just there is potential to be a very good team there. It's just everything's got to click. Well, and you could say that about the Pelicans also. I don't know. Not comparatively. No, I mean, well, then you think about all star formidable guys. Yeah. And like the Pelicans did have a couple really good seasons. So you could say that they have a lot of potential. But these are guys I'm thinking I'm saying like ironclad have played in either conference championships or finals or even one finals. Like there's guys on that team that have done that. Even Ivaka Zubats, like he's a baller, too, and he can make shit happen as well. So I could see that happening. I think they need a point guard. Um I wouldn't be too mad if CP3 went a little south from DC right now and started playing with his boy Jimmy B and playing point guard for them. That would work out well too. It's just you got to be already concerned. Have Kyle with Lowry. They already I know, but have. Lowry Lowry was injured and Lowry didn't play that well last year and it really didn't really work out for him in that in that team even as far as they got like how often were they calling on Kyle Lowry in in bucket situations? Well, you got to understand that Tyler Hero was also out and then um, Victor, well, uh, oh, oh God, why is the last name preceding me at the moment? Who? Victor uh, Oladipo. Oh, Oladipo. I was like, why am I not? Oladipo on that team when yeah. he's healthy is a contributor. And well, that's the to point say, too, though. If if Lowry's supposed to supposed to be a guy, he needs to step up in those situations. That's even more of a point. Like, you shouldn't have Max Strus dropping twenty five in a finals game if Kyle Lowry's got the ball in his hands. That's a true statement. That's but shout out to the DePaul especially when Jimmy wasn't playing well either, and we went over that last week. Well, Jimmy did not show up in the moment, and he needs no. guys around him, which leads me to my next thought process. Okay, a big trade went down. What is the thought process next for other teams like the Heat to coordinate a large trade to get in a star? Go find guys. Go this direction. This is rip a bandaid off season, dude. Like the first one hit. Now the rest of them are going to follow suit. You got to anticipate that, Uh, especially with the draft coming up. There could be some draft picks that are available as well. If you want to get a guy, Um, there's some rumblings that the bulls, if they were to trade Zach Levine, they're looking for some young talent in return. So that is current conversation. It's nothing more than rumblings. Yeah, but then there's another conversation that they're going to resign Booch. So let's just fucking just stop. I know. Just saying, that's whispers on the avenue, my friend. So, yeah, I mean, why? Because they realize he doesn't got that dog in him. I don't know, Mike. No kidding. Soft. I'll Um, say for years, soft. So, yeah, but even so, it's like Dame's obviously the first guy on the list. Everybody thinks he's going to end up going. It feels like he wants to leave. I don't know if that's just talk because you don't hear it from the man's mouth himself, and he won't say it even if he felt it. So. You got to think that he might be moving. Uh, there's plenty of places where he could land. We talked about South Beach last week. 
that would make a lot of sense to me. Even you know he gets somehow gets on the Lakers and ends up playing in L.A. That might be a real the most situation. recent the most recent article is coming out of that of Yahoo Sports and literally came and dropped a, about uh, nine hours ago, and then another similar article dropped on Sports Illustrated about an hour ago is that Blazers are pursuing Heat's Bam Adebayo to team with Dane Lillard uh, per report. Interesting. Why would they get rid of him? Right. If anything, you would try and say it's the opposite. Yeah. Because the Heat do have some decent young talent right now that they could package together to go get Dane. Well, I mean, there are a decent amount of guys opting out. I mean, Kuzma's going to become available. He was pretty good on the Wizards for the Kyle last... Kuzma. Um, and out of bios in the middle of a monster contract. Like if you're going to go to Portland and take on 34 mil this year and 37, the next, like that is a lot of money to take on for the guy. I don't see him going to Portland. Like you said, I see him kind of doing the opposite, but yeah, there's a lot of guys opting out of their contract. Even Draymond green, new news opting out of his contract. Is he going to go back to the warriors or he, the first thing he posted on Twitter was him just, sucking LeBron's nuts again. So I guess he's trying to go to the Lakers where there's just not a glaring fit at all for him, in my opinion. No. No, I don't see how he fits on the Lakers. I just think he wants to say he played with LeBron and ride the wagon. He loves that guy. It's actually disgusting. I'm like, you know, you compete against him, and you guys fought in the finals a lot. Now he's like, That's my problem with the modern NBA today. There's not enough guys who truly dislike each other. Yeah. Right? There's not enough blood in in the water in my opinion i feel like there needs to be a little bit of that i feel it makes it more exciting or just like, more competitive like they can be friends but they're just, like sometimes it's just like in the middle of the game it's like ha, what's up dude and you're like fuck off well, they yeah, gotta no, be bad I, right I don't like my opponent nine times out of ten and uh-huh. what i do enjoy though is that like for example hockey those guys are like programmed to fucking hate each other for an mm-hmm. entire series but then at the end of that series they shake hands like gentlemen, regardless of how many bruises, bumps they have. Yeah. And they move on. It's like a UFC thing where it's just like you hate the guy when you go in and you respect the guy because they had the gonads to compete against you. That kind of deal. Yeah. Yeah. You 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 respect the guy a little bit more when he's not like your buddy. Right. right? And you're not afraid to go put him on his ass. Like the Kobe story where in the Olympics he put Paul Gasol on his ass when they played uh-huh. Spain. Yeah, he's like, he's Greatest not on my team ever. right now. Yeah. Kobe Kobe had that dog. Oh, yeah. And a lot of those guys were like, oh, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? No, he sent a message. And you yep. know what? They wanted all that here. So with all that being said. Uh, sorry, I was going to say quick squirrel moment. Dylan Cease, five Ks through three. Eli Jimenez, two run home run. All right, move on. Yay. <laughs> Yeah! Shout out to Lance Lynn for 16 Ks the other day too, and the five to two loss. <laughs> yeah, they made such a big deal. Like, oh, he's a history maker on the white. He did make socials. history. Like, they lost the fucking game. He though. did I make history care. though. Two things can be right. true, but yeah, I know what you're saying. But two things can be true. I understand two things can be true, but if you didn't win the game, what good are those 16 strikeouts? You're still sitting on the long bus ride home, man. Yep. Don't matter. You're right. Doesn't matter. You're right. Don't talk about the shit if it's not relevant to you winning. Want well, to know who Come did on. win? Nikola Jokic. Win, Vince. Nikola he Jokic did. won. He did he, win a title. And we talked about it last week where he just didn't want to go to the parade. He's like, I want to go home to my horses. I understand. So he owns a whole ranch with a bunch of horses. I don't think he's getting on them as much as people think. I think he's just watching them prance around. Can you around imagine that poor horse? 
Well, there's a couple pictures and you're like, God damn. But yeah, I think he's like a wagon horse guy. So he's got wagons and they pull him around and shit. Very funny, very old fashioned. Um, But he went to the parade and he's like, I really fucking like the parade. (laughs) It's like, yeah, dude, you're just going to get wasted and get cheered for everywhere you go. You absolutely would like the parade. So I'm happy he came around on that and understood what it was. Um, And I got to say, dude, I'm just absolutely smitten with this Denver Nuggets team. And this is a team that could run it back. Could run it back. We'll see if they run it back. As we discussed last week, five different teams over the past five years. Got to love that interesting tidbit of the NBA right now. The super team theory is dead now. Bradley Beal, Devin Booker, and KD are getting together. And there's also rumors right now that Kyle Kuzma is, in fact, interested in going to the Suns because he did post uh-huh. something on his socials, a picture of him and KD whispering in each other's ear like a Drake album cover. And Who plays the point caption on that team? And he, wait, 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 wait. He, he captioned it with that of, there's only so much room in the SUV. And I'm paraphrasing a little bit. But Who plays point guard line. Uh, I have no idea right now. Yeah, what the fuck? You putting Devin Booker at point guard? <laughs> or I don't know, I don't know Booker. what you're going to do. I have no idea what you're going to do. We'll put Kyle Kuzma. I mean, there's the thing. You said how many, you know, on-ball shooters are you going to have yeah. on one team? And how are you going to spread all that love? Beal can play off-ball. I was just about to say, yeah. Beal can be an off-ball shooter. He uh-huh. has been uh, before, and he knows how to play that role. So it does work, and it could be pretty scary if they actually play defense. Yeah. But they also have and to come back to and dominate the paint. <laughs> yeah. And well, play a team shooter in the league, but you just can't dominate the paint like that. Yeah. Deandre Ayton doesn't have that, that dog that one suspected he had. Yeah. Right. So no in my opinion, it. in my opinion, that's something that I believe could be in the changes for the Suns moving forward. And there are a lot of really good free agents right now. Yeah. So we will see where that takes the rest of the year. Now, we can't now not discredit the drama going on Yo. with the Pelicans organization. Zion's Maybe CP3. <laughs> he may or may not, but uh, Vince, you you put this in here, so go right ahead and talk about he's got that hot dog. He's just laying it around wherever he Yo. wants. All right, so we didn't talk about this last week because it was so like new. No one really knew what was going on, but then this girl started going nuts. So essentially, Zion Williams and girlfriend, I guess, or whatever he calls her. More like Um, his gumat. Yeah, that's kind of what it feels like. We're going to put it in a soprano straight. It's his uh, gumat. Gumat. She she was going to move to New Orleans and be with him or whatever. She's an OnlyFans model as far as I know. Um, I was just telling Mike this, but if you go on Twitter and look her up, NSFW warning, just making that clear. Um, Mariah Mills, she's been suspended off of Twitter. Um, how this started is she got mad at Zion because Zion's having a kid with another lady, also a presumed OnlyFans girl, so maybe he should chill with that. Um, but Mariah Mills started going off on a tangent on Twitter saying all this shit, like you disrespected me and blah, blah, blah. And why am I moving if she's moving? And you didn't think I was going to learn about this and all this shit. Um, she got suspended off of Twitter cause she started threatening to leak Zion Williamson's sex tape with her, 
which would be crazy. Um, And she's not very sheepish on releasing sex tapes on the internet. So there's the thing. It's like, you'd think you would have this porn kind of porn star, um, you know, maybe just maybe sign an NDA. So you're protected. Well, you I make mean, enough money. You are, you you are protected. You are protected either way when it comes to sex tapes. Like that's not. You can't do that. That's like a, that's completely illegal to like post that online without somebody's consent. Well, without so, somebody else's permission. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um. But yeah, she threatened to do so, and then immediately got suspended off Twitter. She kind of seems completely batshit crazy. He seems like he probably made a couple bad calls. That I wouldn't be surprised. Um, but yeah, I don't think this is, I don't think this is, uh, this is good for the Pelican. She did say that she let him work off some of, you know, how he lost some weight and he, she let him work it off yeah. by being his confidant, she said. So shout out to her for the well, weight loss program, it, what, I guess. Like, but. yeah, I was about to say, was she his dietitian? No, no, no. Have you seen the size of that wagon? No, he goes goes in a different position and does specific workouts with her to get him a little more in shape. I'm sorry. You know, they've done a lot of research on this. And if you go down this rabbit hole, don't ask me why. But it doesn't burn that much calories. You got to either run, lift weights, it's true. It's true. Come on. What if you're like Zion? Yeah. What if you're like suspended in a plank position for a long time? You got to be okay, you know? Yeah, I guess so. I don't know, dude. I haven't looked it up. But yeah, uh, Adam Silver is like, hey, let's tie this bow around it real quick and stop uh, stop doing this. Because the minute I turn on Twitter and looked up her name, it's just complete porn. Vince, we would be remiss right now if we didn't discuss good old Clarence Morant getting 25 (laughs) games as a suspension, which is a slap on the hand. I told you. just... Takes me to the Tyrone Wilson Chappelle skit where it's just like, I plead the bill. Yeah. <laughs> he gets off all the charges. Yeah. It's, uh, it goes with the whole toy gun thing. I think it's all such a joke. I obviously, if, if the gun went off, someone got injured, whatever it may have been, um, that would have been a bigger issue. Uh, he got 25 games. It's not gonna completely fuck the Grizzlies the whole year. So, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. I Hopefully he doesn't do that shit again because I liked watching him play, but obviously repeat offenses like this, if he were to do it again, he would get probably double, so he'd be closer to 50 games. Um, so obviously, hopefully he doesn't do that anymore. Hopefully he just puts his toy gun away because according to him, it's still a toy gun. So there it is. Hey, he's just rolling around the local streets of Memphis with a good old airsoft gun that he painted the tip you know, black because he wants people to believe he's truly that dog, but he's not. Now, with all that being said, there's another person coming out in the news right now on a different professional sporting league. Yeah. By the name of Jack Jones, cornerback for the New England Patriots, arraigned on weapons charges, granted, pleaded not guilty, allegedly, allegedly yeah. traveling with a Glock box at an airport. Two counts of possession of a concealed weapon Why? in a secure area, a.k.a. airport, possession of ammo with a large capacity magazine. Why? My question. Why? Do you think? What the I fuck, mean, this is, dude? This is big. What he claims dumbass. 
allegedly claims that he took the wrong bag out of his home before. Ah, oh, did I bring my two loaded guns bag? Whoops. <laughs> like, what the fuck, dude? What is going oh, on? Oh, man, is that my bags with all the guns in it? With Damn the it. loaded guns and ammunition without a FOID card? Like, what are we doing, oh, dude? He asked guns? for it. Like, not even... Sir. Not even any disrespect to the guy. He asked for it. Like, what is going on? Yeah, I I know. I, I'm in in utter like huh mode right now with this. This isn't Blasco is, Burris. This is so not the same thing. I think about the story of so if you do listen to the Pat McAfee podcast, he tells the story when he was traveling from London, he had some festivities in his bag for himself on a long plane ride to help him sleep. If you don't know what I'm referring to, I'm referring to the legal plant that they sell at different dispensaries across the country. Now, this was before all the legalization came into effect, and he would take it on these long flights to London to help him sleep and zonk out. And a lot of guys do this, you know, allegedly. So he had to eat all of it before going back into the U.S. What a hellscape. That he had a close moment and decided... And absolutely was just losing his mind the whole time. Yeah. And somehow got through security. And that was his close call. The problem is he can't eat guns. So, yeah. Um, yeah, he should have just I, ate his loaded guns that he had in his fucking back. Why were they loaded, you, you at, dumbass? If you do look oh. at Jack Jones, it doesn't. It just, it all is bad. Even if they're loaded, the magazines could be loaded and not the magazine in the weapon itself. It's still bad. Still. So with that being said, I am not sure what his suspension is going to be. We also have to remember that Alvin Kamara right now is, you know, pending an assault case and yep. still playing in the NFL. Possible so, Zeke landing spot. Well, no, but his possible. his two like his his case didn't hasn't been, um, what do you call it, uh, judged yet. I don't know. What it happened is. last year. It, has, it hasn't been judged yet. I know. I don't know why Vegas takes this long to do it, but like Jack Jones is. Already at his arrangement, like thirty thousand dollar bail. He's already gotten in trouble with the Patriots before for obviously less reasons. The Patriots are pissed right now. Most well, he's good. Obviously. It's the problem. It's he like should. if he wasn't good, you wouldn't yeah. be upset. Yeah, he was good. He had two picks last year. Um, he's a second year guy, so it's just ah man, what a dumbass. <laughs> That's the only yeah, thing I just... can think of. It's just like what a dumb, dumb thing to do. You can't. You know, it's like I have multiple bags at my house, and I don't go, whoopsies, I grab the one with the guns in it, is where my head's at. Like, that is a Very crazy, much so. crazy Like, that bag's got to be, like, noticeably heavier, right? Right. I mean, yeah, with, you know, yeah. with all the loaded metal and guns and ammunition in there. Yeah, like, come on. Oh, I thought that was my sweatpants. Like, fuck you. No, you didn't. Like, what are we doing? So I want to know what his intention was. It's just, it's crazy. Like, he probably just thought he was going to get away with it, which is an insane idea. Chances are, if we do know the Patriots, they're going to protect their player the best way they know how. But what is it with the Patriots and guys trying to be thugs, you know? Thank God he wasn't a tight end because then there would have been a whole other fucking story. <laughs> right? Did someone else do something like that? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. You sure about that? You but sure it's true. Uh, yeah, but he's currently <laughs> facing 30 years. 
So I don't know if that's going to happen. He's but pleading he's not guilty. I don't know if it'll be 30 years. Maybe he did, How do in you fact, plead take not the wrong guilty? Louis bag out of his closet. It was just in a big old rush before he left the house. Now, there isn't a ton being stated if these guns are licensed in his state or another particular state. Yeah. If they are, that could kind of get this thrown out right away. There's but a lot still, more. He didn't Allegedly, even, this is really dumb. Though. He didn't even have a FOID on him, which is an issue, too, which is like another legal yeah. thing. It's like you're not carrying another your one. identification. Jeff so, Foy card, legal carry, all of those documents that state, hey, yeah, you could do that. Hey, you want to know who he criticized before? Who? John Morant. <laughs> he said, Irony. put them, he said, put them guns down. It's like, dude, <laughs> yeah, put them in your bag so you can bring them you to the sure airport. <laughs> you sure about that? Come on. Right. Like, I don't even mean to be disrespectful to the guy. It's just absolutely crazy. Like, that's and then not... now he's coming out like, I didn't do fucking shit. Yeah, yeah. That's that's literally <laughs> that's literally what it is. It's literally, and I think you should leave Skit. Like, he, you can't, you can't make that, that, like, you can't make that accident. You really can't make those accident. public statements and then state, like, oh, I don't own the weapons myself yeah. and play that game. I mean, even if he did, like, keep him locked up and don't don't just have him in a bag ready to go. It's really fucking wild. It's really oh, wild. Oh, I don't disagree for a second. I do believe that this is very dumb. Now, in new news, yep. uh, Dalvin Cook has recently come out and stated wherever he winds up, he would love to create a tandem with him and DeAndre Hopkins. So that's Ooh, new news. So would anybody. You want to hear in some other NFL. new news? New news. Tyreek Hill's under investigation by Miami police for an alleged assault. Uh-oh. So, yeah, he is accused of hitting a worker at the Hallover Marina, according to local 10 Miami News. Um, it's unknown whether he'll face charges for the alleged incident, but he is under investigation. So just know that you heard it here first. Wow. Never can understand just... how millionaires just get so belligerently <laughs> drunk and probably make really silly decisions. Well, yeah, he's been hitting the head a lot, too. So we'll see if that actually has anything to do with it. Well, but... it is very true. And and to that point, do we think CTE has anything to do with this? Guess we'll find I, out. Like, I want to. 50 years. I want to, but like you can't know until they die. So like, how are you supposed to say for and sure? We don't want that to happen. I'm sh- Well, that's what I'm saying. So I'm sure like it's it's. Yeah, it's probably got something to do with it but who's to really know he is a small guy that's been hit pretty hard in his life but he's also avoided a lot of hits by being faster than everybody else in the league so some disagreement moves into hitting a man and now that guy more than likely is saying i want money which is probably what's going to happen so i anticipate a settlement situation i agree i agree and that's usually what these things are money grabs let's 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 agree on an amount and be done now, for these, not the gun thing. <laughs> yeah, the gun thing, totally wrong. Holy you should probably gosh. register your weapons if you do, in fact, have your weapons in your possession. Now, some other things you should plan to do is uh, before you stop listening to this podcast, you should go follow it. Yeah. Yeah, you should do that. And then not only that, you should download it. Yeah, good idea. We, we like to track that type of stuff. Please. And then not only that, you know, you should rate it as well. Yeah, five stars. Well, good idea, simple, dude. Simple text. You know, yeah. I just want to remind everybody, as you know, and as we go through this, we're going to have a bunch more contact coming up. So yeah. those are some things you should plan for and not only get excited for, but share with your grandfather 
or your father. And if your father is a grandfather, it's applicable to all because he probably liked the podcast. And then not only that, he'd learn about Henson shaving being so good for your botch. Right. Because it is. Now we are doing more research. It was brought to my attention today. Well, what if <laughs> I want to shave my head, Mikey? I don't know. All right. We got to do some more research, but I'm working on it. Know that yeah. Sex Swap Podcast is working on the. It's not head shaving head. material. I'll make it clear. Also, happy Father's Day to all the fathers that are listening right now. Um, happy Father's Day, people. You obviously rock. All the young, all the old fathers, all the grandfathers. Happy Father's Day to you guys. But yeah, head shaving. Who would have thunk? Who would have thunk it was a thing? To Vinny's point, happy Father's Day. This is the Father's Day pod. We we want to just totally dedicate this podcast to them because without our fathers, we, we wouldn't be here today. We wouldn't. Literally and figuratively. Thanks to the right? tango. Right? So with all that being said, people, we thank you so much for joining us once again. And we'll see you next week. We'll see where Mikey is in the world. He could be somewhere new. It's all a mystery. But as you know, we'll see you soon. Peace.